This episode of the Lucy Pod features a brief discussion about sexual assault. If you want to avoid this content, please skip the following section, occurring from 4127 to 43, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Please take care of yourself. Okie so welcome back to the Lucy Pod. So now I'm sat with my friend Cairo, so we're gonna give her a big round of applause. Thanks for inviting me. That's okay. And Cairo is a Bachelor of Commerce student at the University of Melbourne, and you need to tell us one fun fact about yourself, because we're doing university icebreakers. Okay, one fun fact about myself, I could use a prompt. Um, I would like to find a graduate job overseas, that's my fun fact. In yes. France? No, no, actually, I was thinking the US. The US. Controversial choice. Very. Um, very. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I'm okay with that. Not the greatest places <laughs> in terms of their social climate. Economical, climate, political. Climate, just, yep. Yep. All right, so we're going to ask some background questions. So what mm-hmm. subjects did you do last year in your second year of uni? Well, this is a complicated question because of exchange and everything, but I came back and I had to do a couple of capstones mm-hmm. for um, commerce. So I did OB, which is organizational behavior. Um, I did an HR subject, um, which wasn't the most riveting of things, but it doesn't matter. Um, French, of course. And uh, I did quantitative methods. Which was scary. Sounds like all the subjects I'd be really bad at. And when did you start online uni? Like, at what point did you come in to start studying? Um, it was staggered for everyone. It was staggered. Um, I don't know what the timeline was like for everyone that was in Australia from the start of the year. Mm. So I came in, we came in, I should say, um, <laughs> around halfway through the semester it was. So at that point, everyone had transitioned yeah. into the online environment. Um so, like, I'd come in from a French uni where everything was still in place and I went straight in. I didn't have that gradual kind of... Yeah. Duh, um, yeah. Transition. And so yeah. how were your subjects delivered? What was the setup? Um, everything was online. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, so tutorials and lectures. Um, the one thing I'll say was that because uh, everything was online, mm. all of the material taught was actually pre-recorded from some other semester okay um so in terms of actually having a live q a kind of setup it was Mm -hmm. like here it is and that's it so in terms of how engaging it was i didn't really find that i was engaging with anyone except for in a tutorial and even then it was like the tutor would ask a question and everyone was silent and it was like very awkward very awkward so now it's the burning question how mm. was online university for you what do, what do you think um uh it was convenient in some aspects but i don't think um i would say that i prefer it or that i enjoyed it overall i i come to uni for the campus and to enjoy like everything that the campus has to offer i like seeing people mm-hmm. um so all of that kind of was taken away and that's what I'm looking forward to next semester. So what subject do you think was really poorly delivered? You don't have to name it. You can just say, oh, <laughs> that subject. But what was a subject that you think did not transition well? Um, 
all commerce subjects. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, it's more, I do believe that how well a subject transitions is dependent on how interactive everyone wants to be. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in person, if you're in a classroom, you're not as intimidated or you're not as scared to say, hey, I have a question or you know, yeah. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's why I kind of struggled with the classes because I felt like everyone was too timid and everyone mm-hmm. was so silent. I felt like that kind of impeded on what I was able to take out of it. Um, the other question I was going to ask is, so did you have a routine of getting ready for online uni? Like, was there a, okay, I'm going to get up, I'll do this, then I'm going to do my work. Or were you able to just roll out of bed, get on your computer and do the work? Um, I'm, I'm someone that needs to have a routine Mm -hmm. and it's a lot easier to have a routine where like I need to actually leave my house to be at a place at a certain time. Yeah. Um, agreed. And it's a lot more tempting to say, okay, if I have class at 10, you know, I can hop up at like half past nine, squeeze in breakfast. I don't like that. Yeah. I did have a routine, but it's a lot harder to stick to it when I don't have that pressure of actually having to try. Yeah. Cause it's. I don't, I think if you don't have a routine, like when I spoke to Trent in the interview, he was like, oh, I was just able to roll out of bed every morning at like 8.30 when my class was at, you know, nine, nine o'clock and I could just sit on the computer and start. And I, I don't know how anyone can do that. Like that would just, that would wreck the start of my, my day. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's impossible. So the other thing I was going to ask is, do you think that there could have been like what things could have been improved in certain subjects because I know that for one subject we did together French translation it was really complicated because of time differences for our teacher Mm. and the lectures were like an hour long how do you think it should have been fixed if you could change it or give feedback um, in relation to this subject in particular or, or in anyone. general? I was just using that one as an example. Oh, I sure. Grievances. Um, I feel like in terms of communicating, um, sending emails I don't think is the quickest way. And if I just have a quick question, mm-hmm. um, I found it really hard to contact some people. So I feel like if there was a function provided on canvas or you know whatever kind of platform that Mm. was more of like a chat thing as opposed to like waiting for because emails aren't efficient anymore we actually need to get rid of those and i think canvas is such a good platform that i don't know why it doesn't have a messaging option an instant messaging thing i'm sure there is but i don't know why melbourne uni doesn't make use of it because it would be Cause I'm there's me. I know lecturers are busy, but we've I've sent so many emails that go unanswered. No, that's true. And it's not like that's you can true. march into their office and go, "Did you get my email?" Like they just don't reply. Like in France, you know, they <laughs> no, but it's true. They no, it's absolutely true. Ig- ignore you. So, yeah, I agree. Do you think there's any subject, or are you going to be taking any online subjects this year? I'm currently taking an online subject. And how is that? Um. It's an improvement. I feel like um, the people in it, like I think in general, so this isn't just for this class, if you're taking an intensive subject, you're there to learn and you're there to take something out of it because you're trying to speed things up or you're trying to compensate for underloading. Yep. Um, so um, 
that and as well the fact that you know we have had time to adjust and we know what to expect from like a zoom call kind of thing Mm. um and i think people know that if you aren't saying anything then it is a real chore it is a real chore so in terms of having a group that actually talks to you and is actually interested in finding out who you are Mm. it's been good actually that's good good. yeah um did you find that people because of people's timidness and shyness it made it harder to communicate like did you find because I find that when you're in person even if you're with shy people you can work with them like in class whereas I remember the amount of times I've been put in breakout rooms where it's just (laughs) crickets insert crickets there Trent like it's just crickets and you're like or it's the opposite they're overcompensating and they're going on and dominating the breakout room and then you know it gets um, too much. It gets too much. Yeah. How do you think that impacted it? people's behavior? People's behavior. Well, it's true. It's people's behavior. <laughs> no, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so far, it's been okay. I also feel like um, there aren't those kinds of people in this one because we do have class quite a few times a week, and so there's content, 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 and you don't have those kinds of people that just talk about anything and everything and just yeah. try to like crack jokes and stuff mm-hmm. and it isn't appropriate so in terms of everyone's attitude it's like we're here to kind of push through this mm. um which is good and at the same time it's not as if they're cold and no no, no of course care it's no, yeah no, no it's good it's good that's I good think, yeah it is dependent on who you get put in the class with that's for sure we won't name names <laughs> no we won't we won't we won't <laughs> so do you think online uni would have been easier if covid hadn't been an issue and this might seem like a dumb question but some people I feel like genuinely love online uni but it was just COVID that made it horrific that's a good point actually um as I was saying before there are convenient parts to it and I wouldn't have minded Mm. taking online classes if that wasn't um an option I don't think it was prior to COVID but this is interesting because um the subject that I was talking about like one that I'm taking now is called the future of work and it kind of encompasses all of the factors that combine and that change the way that we approach things. So mm-hmm. work in a professional kind of sense, but mm-hmm. also, you know, the stuff that happens in schools, primary schools, mm-hmm. high schools, yep. and uni. And this came up and there's been a general, like, change in everyone's attitudes. Everyone now has come out saying, look, we actually have a preference for having that hybrid kind of thing where we have the option, if we would like to stay home two or three times Absolutely. a week, that yeah. should be an option. Yeah. Because I think prior to COVID, everyone was so, like, I felt like it was this inescapable thing where, you know, you always had to come in and you had to be, yeah. And it alienates people because I feel like it's given the opportunity because a lot of people were like, oh, well, why are parents complaining about being in lockdown? But if you're having to work from home and you've got, or you're having three kids, it's quite difficult. Whereas if you can go to work, you know, two days a week, have the kids be in daycare and then a few other days being with them. It's a lot easier it because lot easier. I can't imagine being at home with three children having to do yeah, to do work from home. But I think the COVID situation made it worse because I had a lecturer say, because you guys are in, were in lockdown, you've got nothing better to do, so you may as well do a lot of work. No, see, I don't think and that's I, And I don't agree because yeah. that's not logical. So what? Especially <laughs> because at... Oh, I would probably say for half the time that we had to be at home, it was like we had to be at home. Mm. So 
it's not recreational in the sense that we are spending yeah, time, time at home. It's, it and was it, claustrophobic. It was not a choice. No, it, no, it was hard. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was not made easy. And I think t- lecturers forgot that not only are we not at home doing nothing, we're also doing other subjects. And you giving me an hour worth of lectures and making me translate, you know, mm. ancient documents, mm. um, it's it's a lot. It's it's really yeah. um a lot. And I keep thinking how mean you would have coped if we had done online uni in France and what their situation would have been if we'd stayed there and how we would have coped. I think it would have been worse. It would I have think been worse. we would have I think it would have become really detrimental at some point because I don't think our universities had anything in place for online. That's the thing I do want Regret. to say about no no huh. about Unimail was that they do have a pretty good interface. Absolutely. Like if we're about Canvas, you know, it, it's clean. Absolutely. Things Zoom. are easy to find. Yeah. It's not as if, you know, you have to click this and then. You, no, you've like, got Canvas. I agree. Yeah. Whereas Jean Moulin and Lumiere. Um Context, Cara and I went on exchange and we had to come back due to COVID. So yeah, go on. That kind of infrastructure was just not a thing. Existent. It would... Because you don't have to pay for your education, so teachers and schools figure, well, if they're not paying... We don't have to invest. We don't have to go that extra step. And it was just really bizarre going into class, I don't know if it's the same for you, and seeing whiteboards, like actual whiteboards and chalkboards, Mm. no Mm. interactive... I saw that as I was on. And, like, the slideshows were not on an interactive whiteboard. They were projected onto a whiteboard, and it was just PowerPoint slides. Like, high school, it was really... Yeah. And it had that high school kind of vibe as well where you had to ask if you could go to the bathroom yeah. or, you know, it's everything had a strict procedure. And teachers were not, like, even though I think at uni teachers are not that much on your back, like you're very much self-directed. I feel as if at Melbourne Uni they kind of spoon-feed us and help us, whereas in France you're kind of just let to do what you want. Like, yep, you show up to the lecture if you ask for help in an email, the teacher, and this is a true story, will say to you, I get so many emails every day, I don't have time to respond to yours. <laughs> and it's like, so what are you paid to do? Like, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Do you just walk in and speak at a class mm. and then leave and, mm. like, go get, you know, a pizza with, like, wine in, you know, Vieux Lyon? Like, what do you, <laughs> what do, you do all day? I think online uni would have been terrible. I'd like to. I, I wish we could ask like Agatha or Chiara about what they're doing with universities right now because we should. Because it got really. I was. I haven't really been tracking it mm. recently just because I've stopped. Yeah. With the news, it's really depressing. Mm. But when I got home, when we got home, yeah. Um, I was tracking just how bad the situation got over there, and it yeah. took them a really long time to get things transitioned yep. and it, like the cases per day were really bad we're talking it's really bad i think their highest um record for a day was eighty thousand cases and that was like april like that was just so, after we'd gotten back. it's like a red zone like my mum's really cousin bad. actually got covid recently she's like oh, recovered really? now but it's and it took her a week no two weeks to get her covid results the test That's results. Ridiculous. So what do you do for two weeks? Do you self-isolate? And, like, they don't tell you, but I think you would 
Like, what do you... That's, yeah. It's it's really, um, really ridiculous. And the other thing I was going to ask is, do you think Melbourne Uni has enough support in place for students who find online uni hard? And not just students with, let's say, ADHD or other learning issues or mental illness, but maybe students who are far away, who don't have good Wi-Fi, who are, don't have maybe that good of a computer or have to share a computer with mum, dad and their sister. Do you think Melbourne Uni does has done a good enough job? I admit the personal experience that I had, especially coming mm. home from um, exchange halfway through the semester... Mm. I was met with a lot of resistance any time that I asked for help. Like, could I have an extension for this assignment? Can I yep. please have some special consideration? And I will quote word for word when I asked about an assignment. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I think I was asking for an extension or something. No, sorry, I was asking for special consideration. Yeah, I think you told me about this. Yeah, go on. Um, and, like, I explained... Mm. The story, like, I, I haven't had time. Like, I've literally come yeah. in now. It's, it's an extenuating um, circumstance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the response was, well, everyone has to deal with COVID. So your circumstances, like, if I was to accept your circumstances and then give everyone you that, but not every, that's unfair to everybody else. But that's false like, because not everyone had to come home from exchange. Which is how I tried to, like, combat that. Yeah. And it was like... No, no, you can't qualify for special consideration. So I, I don't know if that was... who. Yeah, that's that's not good enough. I don't think that's good enough. And that argument, well, if I give you that, everyone has to have that. Well, maybe. Maybe everyone kind of needed special consideration. Maybe you're going to have to give it to a few people. Like, yeah, you've got the resources. Let's not act as if... <laughs> no, but let's not act as if, you know, they're, they're struggling. So you were met with resistance i was i don't know if that was that specific subject coordinator or that Mm. tutor or if that's the experience that everyone Mm. um has had and i do empathize a little bit just because i know that a lot of jobs were cut yes yeah and that was a lot really problematic like i have a tutor who was asked if he could scan papers for some other subjects midterm right like so far out of his job, like his role, yeah, like he had to do all of these other things. So yeah. now I've been thinking about all of those other people who, let's just oh, say, yeah. for example, have had roles in stop one, just answering phones, mm-hmm. who now have to like clean. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> stop one is its own case. is its own case. Um, but yeah, so I I I empathize to that extent, but at the same time, um. You know, I have questions about why the uni has struggled as much as it has. I think that, um, you know, a few things could have possibly been avoided in terms of, you know, how they adapted. I mean, I think the most shocking thing I had, I think I told you, was that when I got back from exchange, I thought I had special consideration because every time I asked for extensions, I would get one. And then... Melbourne Uni Disability rang me and said that I never actually had a finalised file. Yeah. Which I'm not putting anyone to blame because I don't know how that happened or who that Mm. was caused by. (laughs) But if I had been a student who, let's say, had a very severe learning difficulty Mm. or maybe a disability, like Mm. I maybe was hard of hearing, 
dyslexic and then having to do online uni, I wonder what would have happened if my file had not been completed and I had been left without special consideration for a few weeks. Like that's like I moaned about mine, but mine wasn't that serious. I've just got ADHD and I need people to take notes for me. But I wonder what would have happened if it had been someone in a really severe circumstance and they just said, oh, yeah, your file's not done. Um, we'll get it done when, when we can. Uh, you do have to show some proactivity and you do have to be independent and you know, ensure that you have things in, in, in order. But when there's an application process and when you hand over your files to be, yeah. you know, um, what's it called, like checked and mm. whatnot, there's a responsibility for the uni to be like, we will have to do some of the communication for you. Absolutely. So the fact that they couldn't do that for me overseas me about your ADHD. Yeah. And then when I got back to not do anything, it's, yeah. it's like a who's, little... Who's, who's in charge of that? Because I did my part. I filled it. It's not as if I didn't fill out the document and then right. complained. Yes, no. I filled it, it out. Time. Yeah. It, it's like saying to a tattoo artist, hey, can you write the word love on my arm? And then they write love incorrectly. That's not my fault. Mm. I communicated to you clearly and you've you've stuffed up and we never get answers i feel like every university not just mobbing has a lot to answer for with how they handled international students coming back scholarship situations grant situations and how some people were told oh yeah you should take a leave of absence because we're not going to be able to give you online classes you know what? That's a good. I was I was planning on um, saying something about that, but then I forgot. Yeah. Um, one of the solutions that was often presented to students who mm. would say, "Oh, look, you know, I don't have a computer at home, or I don't have this, I yeah. don't have that, I don't have the facilities yeah. that would enable me to partake in learning online." Yeah. The response that was often provided to, to that was, "Oh, well, then you can skip semester." And that, that's so. That's. That's really negligent because everyone has a right to education. And if people don't have a laptop, because for whatever reason, that's not their fault. And to say, just don't study is in other words saying, we're not going to help you and we can't be bothered. So miss out. And I, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I, I, I really, I think that's really reprehensible that that should not be happening. No one should be missing out on their tertiary education. Not at all. Because they have difficulty not the right resources and yet we were even told to take a leave of absence we were um and also to return a scholarship i don't know yeah. if that was because they were trying to i don't know scrounge around for funds or something but how's that asking for a student who was awarded a scholarship to return it when they've already got other things going on, coming back from exchange. I remember messaging, messaging, emailing um, admin and stop one and explaining how I was going to be struggling with going back home and how my ADHD would be affected. And it was, well, leave of absence is always an option. And it wasn't, leave of absence is an option, but also here's what we can do to help you. Like that's... I think that's really wrong. I think there should be more liaison between disability support and mm. admin because I feel like mm. Melbourne Uni Disability Support's its own entity and that's why I think maybe your subject coordinator got away with saying, no, you don't get special consideration right. because ultimately I think via policy they should have contacted disability 
and asked about your case and I'm pretty sure you would have gotten special consideration. Yeah. You know, given that you had to come home and you, it was not your fault, like we came home, even though we were encouraged to stay, which is a whole nother thing <laughs> that I need to talk about in the podcast <laughs> in another episode. But, yeah, no, I think that response is really um, poor. Now, the other question I have is, do you know anyone else at any other uni who's been having a rough time? Because everyone I've interviewed so far, except for Trent, has been Melbourne Uni. Ah, okay. That's and Trent's at Swinburne. But any other uni that's sort of... Because his experience was quite positive, Trent. So I don't know why. He was very like, yeah, it was cool. It had its moments. <laughs> and I'm like... So carefree. I and I was envy like, that. And envy. I was like, I envy that. Swinburne is the place Swinburne to go. <laughs> it is the place to go. Yeah. Um. No, I have... Um... Like any Monash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a few friends there who were studying commerce as well. And, mm. you know, a few of them are really extroverted. So they get their energy from, like, yeah. a room full of people. Like so, me? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so they... They were struggling with that. And particularly because commerce, like, I don't know if it's the same for arts or for any mm. other one, but um, there are some capstones that are in there and they are just, like, intense. Like, even if they don't really have anything to do with what you want to do like you, you have, have to do them. to do it because commerce is that generalized kind of thing do you have to do capstones in second year and first year what? second year and they kind of tend to take her out because third year is like wow what you specialize in. in that's so weird because with arts it's you do a capstone in your third year really yeah because it's like the cap like the final that's interesting that's a lot yeah a yeah. capstone first and second year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I have this one friend. I have this one friend. Um, and she was saying, because I know that with the way that we were examined, it's not the same way that they were examined. So everyone, okay. obviously, with um, confinement and everything, your exams had to be uh, online. Mm. And you had to have your cameras on. You had to have, you know, everything on. You had to... Um, My God, I was about I to say this, but this isn't true at, at our uni. And their uni, they had to take photos oh like up here down <gasps> there side like a full 360 thing Off of their the room. room and they had had to have that um sent through a particular software and then that would get sent through to the person that was like in charge of the Whoa. um exam and then they had to tick it off and they had to check your camera on top of that and then say okay like but that's so flawed because if they check it, but then, like, what if I have notes, like, in my lap? Like, like to... Like, yeah, I like do not, I'm not encouraging that, and I would not ever do that, but, mm. like, it's a bit... <laughs> like, what if someone's under the desk giving you the answers? <laughs> no, like, I think... Um, like, someone no, actually asked me my French class, is your dad under the desk, like, during tests? I'm like, my dad's in the middle of online teaching. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's giving me answers. So, so yeah, what were you going to say that... I wasn't sure if you had to actually, like, stand up and show, like, a full <laughs> photo of your space. I don't know how it worked. That's, like, that's very intense because I had to do exams. Mm. Um, but we didn't have to have our cameras on or anything because they were, in quotation marks, um, open book. Yes, that's right. They were. Um, um, yeah, mine was as well. So... You know what, in saying that, I kind of came into it like, oh, you know, if it's open book can I write everything, I'll know exactly like yeah. where to find things. But it was actually really time consuming. It was really time consuming. So if, if during the semester you didn't commit things to your head and know 
like certain calculations. You're going to be flipping Like through. how to... Yeah. It really sucks up your time. Mm-hmm. So it isn't any easier the fact that it is open book. Like I struggled and um, I had paper everywhere, literally Every, yeah. It was a paper storm in that room when I was sitting there. It was a paper storm. It was disgusting. Dun, dun, dun. It was disgusting, but I passed that, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. Bravo. Thank and the you. other thing I was going to ask is about doing exams online and, and, and studying online. Did you – so I – terrible confession. I think I've said this in every interview. I was building houses on Sims during class <laughs> and watching TikToks. Yeah. Now, not to say everyone d- did that, but – when you would, I'm assuming you did get distracted and have another tab open of stuff. I do. Did you find that detrimental? Because for me, if I am, let's say, on my laptop and you're talking, I'm either focusing on my laptop or oh, you. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm focusing on my laptop, anything you say to me is like, mm-hmm. and then I don't retain anything. So how was that for you? Assuming you got distracted and opened a cheeky little tab to message me and complain <laughs> about people. Guilty. Um, <laughs> no, I'm always that kind of person that, like always has to have her hands tied up. So if I can sense that, you know, this tutor's is like rambling on and I'm not actually taking anything out of it, I will hop on and to try to like <laughs> chatting to someone else. Or if I have some other assignment that's true, I'll try and like sneak in a couple of yep. um, paragraphs or, you know, if it's like something um, as a hobby, like I'll just... And I'll just is that, writing. does that make you then afterwards when you're done doing that go, shit, now I yeah, don't know what every happened. Time. Every time you think I'd learn, but I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you just get... Well, I, I and I, this is terrible to say, we won't name the subject, but there was one subject we would sit in on in particular where um, we would be on our phones the whole time. Like we'd be sitting, because we would FaceTime each other to do the subject mm. and we, I remember it was just us looking at our phone. Yeah. And then at the end of it, we would be like, and what did we take away? What did we yeah, yeah. gain from that? <laughs> and it was nothing because, and also ADHD or not, I don't think anyone can sit for an hour and look at a screen it, and yeah. have someone talk at you with no ability to interject. I don't think anyone can do that. And if they can, I'd like to meet them. I just want to talk. I really would yeah, yeah. because that's impossible. I'm sorry. I'm not sitting in front of a screen to look at a, the same picture for 20 minutes yeah. for each slide. <laughs> French 7 is the one. No, not French 7, seven. sorry. French uh, translation. Translation. And that's a hard subject in its in of itself. It is hard. It's a yeah. tough subject. And kudos to our teacher who had to be, who was in France at the time of the... Oh, yeah. And had to record lectures, you know, at God knows what awful time. But it's just not a conventional um, structure. Do you think lectures would have been better if they'd been live where you could interject? Like they, like a normal well, lecture? Because I had a subject like that. That was one of the cinema ones that I was taking last um, oh, yes. sem. So they mm. would have the option, like if you couldn't at- um, attend at that time. Um, they would record it and post it after, but they had it as a live Q&A kind of thing. That's so good. Um, so, yeah, no, I thought that that was probably the closest they could get to simulating yeah. real life. Like, oh, I have it on, but if I can't go, like, I have I'll an option. Watch. Yeah. yeah, I think the lecture like option that. is good. Like, I think now that we're going back to uni, I don't think any of my lectures are in person because there'd be too many people. Like in my creative writing ones, there's usually like 250 plus people attending. 
but it does make it convenient because to be honest, if I've got one lecture and then my next class is at, you know, three o'clock and my lecture's at 9am, I'm going to watch it at home. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going into uni for yeah. one lecture and then waiting until, you know, three o'clock to attend my tutorial or, or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. So what do you think you're going to find weird or interesting being back on campus? Are you excited or... I am. I'm dying. I'm excited. There are lots of people that I haven't seen and that I'm excited to see mm. again. Like, it's been over a year for yeah. us. Um, so that's um, what I'm looking forward to. It's just in general, I really like the environment. Um, studying in a cafe or, yes. uh, you know. Um, Getting a crepe. <laughs> oh, my God. I miss that. I hope it's, it's open. I'm sure it is. It better be. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um. Um, is there anything that I don't look forward to? Probably the commute, which I shouldn't complain about because there are some people that have it even worse when they have to travel to Clayton or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I would say I'm happy to be going back. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Happy to be back. Are you happy that some of your, so the subject you're doing now obviously is online. Are some of your others fully online or dual or... Oh, this is an interesting question, actually. They sent out an email a couple of weeks ago saying that, um, like, you know how you have to put your preferences in and they say if it's actually um, in person or if it's not. Um, Let's just say that there's a tutorial for a subject that runs on a Tuesday and there's um, a tutorial for that same subject that runs on a Thursday. Um, The Tuesday one will be online and the Thursday one will be in person. Yep. because it still has to cater for all of those students who actually aren't in Australia. So, and who can't come in for and, yeah, whatever yeah. reason. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's a hybrid kind of thing, um, which I don't know. It can be convenient. It cuts down my contact hours on campus, which might not be the worst thing. Mm. But at the same time, like what happens if I would like to come in, yeah. but I can't do the Thursday one and I have to come, I would have to come in on the Tuesday on one, the but Tuesday that's not one. an option. Um, so, I don't know. It's hard to cater for everyone. I shouldn't really complain about that. Yeah. But, um, no, I think the hybrid thing is, is a, kind I of think, cool. yeah. And I think now universities, we're not just targeting Melbourne, <laughs> have less of an excuse to stuff up because I think they've been given a year to get their act together so that if, let's say, we have to go into Touchwood, another lockdown for, let's say, three months we can smoothly just transition mm. into it because subjects will already be online. But what I found depressing is that so many subjects that I needed and wanted to do for my major, I don't know if it's for you, were not available this year. That is the same. That is the same. There's Which been I'm... a lot that aren't offered anymore just because staff aren't there. Staff have been cut. That's so um, sad. That's... So I'm sure this is probably the case for you mm. and... Heaps of other art students as well as the commerce students, but there were subjects that I had on my plan, you know, for third year, and now I've arrived at third year, and it's like no. I can't do it. But yeah. those were the ones that were appealing to me, and for commerce and for yeah. someone who's not really a commerce person, mm. you know, it was really hard to find things that I thought were remotely interesting. interesting. It's really I I found that really sad because I'm doing a double major, mm. and I knew that I wanted to do certain French subjects Mm. for my French major and all of them are unavailable and there was one subject I really didn't want to do because I'm just not I'm not into it but I might end up loving it it might be proven wrong was French cinema 
Right. And that was is that the, the one only... where you have to. Uh, oh no! Is that is that the one that's that's the theater one? No, not the theater one. Oh, it's okay. French cinema, New Wave and Beyond, oh, which okay. I'm really. It's no, not shading the subject. It's just not an interest of yeah, mine. Sure. And that's something I'm going to have to do. And when ringing course advisors, they were like, well, just give it a red hot go. And it's like, I will because I have to. You have to, yeah. You know, my creative writing subject, they almost forced me into doing poetry. And I was like, "Mm, (laughs) no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, have a red hot go. We know how that's worked out um, in many um, (laughs) instances. Give it a go. Piece of advice for everyone, if you are overseas in France, do not take a subject that is not within your year level. Yeah. If you're in second year, do not take a third year subject. If take you're a in second. first year, don't take a master's. Don't take a master's. Oh my God, because we were first years. Effectively, yeah. We were in L1. Well, yeah. They thought I was in L3, so that's... That's a whole different podcast. That's its own podcast, but episode. So, if you were to give a rating, which is a really bad way of Mm. summing things up, but if you were to give a rating to Melbourne Uni on their online uni, what would you give them, and why? And how could they, how could they improve? Like a point. So is ten. Like the perfect best, yes. Okay, and it, it was not ten. But it was I not ten. To be fair, I don't think you'd find ten anywhere unless no. you were at Oxford. Okay, <laughs> um, situation got really bad in Oxford. Really, <laughs> yeah, like they really stuffed up. Oh. There were like student like uh, complaints, like people were writing newsletters. Oh my god, that's what we should have done. That's funny. We um, wrote letters though. Um, uh, that is a good one. Um, I give it a one. I give it a. Uh, I'm going to be nice and give it a three. Um, yeah, you know what? It will be around that um, end of the spectrum. The scale. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say four. You, that's kind. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three is. and a half. Yeah. And it isn't to say that, you know, I blame certain individuals, although they were certain Yeah, and we're not blaming the lecturers because I had no, fantastic no, no. lecturers. No. This isn't a shade on teachers. We love them here, but it was the institution. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that there's only so much that an individual can do. Can because do. they, like students are, they are humans. And, and they, they are fallible. You know, and... still have a life, even though we were all at home. For yeah, a period but they have a life. Um... I feel I, I I felt like any time that I was asking for help, um, I felt like the attitude was to say no first, like in France, yeah, and then say, oh look, we tried that, yeah, no, it's try this, I'll help you try that. It's a refusal, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the attitude and the culture around that, I didn't think was very nice. Mm. Um, I, I th- yeah, I think that's a good point, and I was I would extend and say that I think. The university needs to listen to students more. And I know that when we were on campus, we always had to do those subject surveys. Have they been done again? Because I feel like this time it would be much more valuable to hear from students. Because even though, you know, who do you think you are? You're just a student. Like, you know, you're getting an education. Be grateful. And I am. But it's my right to receive an Mm. education. But I think... People higher up need to listen to students more. They do. They need to, you know, when Umsu, who did a fantastic job advocating for students with disabilities, students who were struggling, the amnesty, the uni kind of looked at it as, oh, 
they're protesting. Yeah, yeah. That God bless, you know, it's all part of the student experience. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> wait until we get French about it and we start blocking the campus. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, is that there's that's such a difference in French, in European and Anglo universities in Europe, in France. My uni, and I'm not advocating for this, was covered in tags, you know, um, F the police, um, death to capitalism, education, you know, all these slogans, whereas, and teachers took them seriously, like kids would strike, whereas at Melbourne Uni and at other universities, I think if we started doing that, it'd be, oh. Tantrum. Um, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's so yeah, nice. Yeah. And I and I actually think they need to take into consideration legitimate concerns because if they don't have us, they don't have a uni. Absolutely. Like we're the ones helping you guys out. So Absolutely. I think they need to take us more a little more seriously because it's not cute. No, and I would I was hesitant in bringing this up, but I think it's appropriate. Um mm. with the whole staff cuts and everything like that, I get mm. that there's financial things that you need to be you know like on top of Mm. but I felt like a lot of corners were cut and that really impacted the quality of the help that we did get if there was any help at all to get (laughs) um and there was a case earlier on in the year it didn't really make the headlines Mm. um so it's not as if I'm spilling any secrets because it is public knowledge but there was the case about student sexual harassment right and yes. the uni had the funds a lot of funds to help this it was professor the, or you know whoever he it was, was the at. largest cover-up payout yes. yeah. in australian history to cover up a sexual assault i don't have the number in my head seven hundred thousand seven there we go seven hundred thousand not seven hundred not seventy thousand seven hundred thousand dollars yes were paid out um so I should put a trigger warning there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put that beforehand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not at all saying that they shouldn't have paid that. They mm. should have paid that, but it shows that they were capable of Absolutely. paying that. So for them to turn around at some stage and say, oh, we can't yeah. help That's anybody crook. out. Like That's, it's, 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 yeah. I, yeah. And when people respond with, well, the uni, the reason that payout happened, I'm not saying that it was okay, but what I'm saying is that they had to preserve their reputation. It's like, yeah, all right, morally, I couldn't do that. I couldn't pay someone to preserve the reputation if I knew that that person had assaulted someone. Yeah. But your reputation doesn't look great if you're not helping students yeah. struggling with online uni either. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to look really crappy for having a sexual assault on your campus, but you also look pretty bad this goes for any uni where you're not supporting students who have learning issues, mental health issues, or who are just struggling in general. It doesn't make you look very good. No. Like, you don't have a stellar reputation. It's not without um, blemish. And they absolutely have the funds. Most universities do. We need to, yeah. Forgot to bring this up, but this was yeah. a big point earlier on in the, mm. in the year. I don't know if you recall, I'm sure you do, but yeah. on their Facebook page, they were inundated. And I mean inundated. Yeah with comments about why is the census date mm. not being pushed up. Absolutely. And the reason why there was so much hesitance to change that was because it meant that if they kept the census date to where it was mm. and you had all, all of this uncertainty about mm. these students overseas who couldn't come to their classes and they weren't sure if they were taking the subjects but they didn't have enough time to unenroll, it mm. meant that they still had to pay. And which caused so much stress. It, it, just anxiety. It was so really it's not anxious good. time for everybody. Everyone. 
And it was just... That was a disgrace. It was a blatant... It was a very clear prioritization of the funds they were what, the they're funds. trying to hoard funds and what i did not understand was among the facebook comments there was that person defending saying you don't know what the <laughs> university is going through like why are you talking about the university as if it's this like person like this one girl that we're picking on who's having a rough time like why are you picking on them like who's them who's <laughs> the the up the, the big guys yeah. up there and yet why are we criticizing them that's conspiracy how is it conspiracy it's not a conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> if it was conspiracy i would have made this a whole podcast a about it and no like, this, this, this is this is a reptilian overlord there's no one up there that we are trying to you know overtake yeah. and like yeah. deep state you know this <laughs> the deep state there's there's none of that. And, yeah, the hoarding. And that just created so much stress among students. And I'd like to see, and I should, probably should have looked it up for this episode, the rate of dropouts in the year due to either could not be bothered or my mental health was so bad I had to stop. Well, personally, I had to underload. Um, yeah. I was taking three breaths subjects, which is supposed to be a lot. Not easier, but just... It's less your intense hobby it's your interest and stuff yeah. so it's yeah. easier in that yeah. way yeah but i still had to unload because i was like i can't, you can't do it i cannot i'd like to know how many students underloaded and and i might do that after the this interview because i'm going to do an ep, uh, next part of reflection how many students felt that they could not continue like that's pretty scary to think that students were having such a bad time that they had to literally not have an education like that's, a, and to be told we'll just take a leave of absence is as quite if, abusive. It is because it's it's assuming that we have all the time in the world, all of the <laughs> funds in the world to be able to extend. Like ultimately, I don't want to be at uni forever. Yeah, there I mean I do because I don't have to work. I'm kidding, but no, no, not everyone <laughs> wants to be at uni. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, capitalism sucks. I don't want to be at uni forever. Yeah, and I feel like so many people dropped out. Like I know that some. Friends of friends, so less close. So many people dropped out because their mental health was just um, appalling. And on my ADHD support group, there was one person who was like, my online uni experience being ADHD was so bad I had to leave. Their uni would send them a slideshow, like in PowerPoint slides. They would have to read that and then email the teacher any questions. And that was their extent of their education. I don't know what uni that was at. And I thought, you know what? It's terrible you dropped out, but if you'd stayed, what would you have gained this year? Wow. That's really... And and I interviewed Sam a few weeks ago, and his main question was, what did we miss out on with this experience? Like, I'm sure there were educational and skill things that we never got to have because of online uni I think some we missed out and we can name some of the things but I think later on maybe this year we'll do a subject and go oh my god if I had had mm. a better experience last year I wouldn't be lacking in this area it's almost like we missed a step like our development like no I do too because like that's a big claim I'm not saying that no, like no, no, mentally I'm... but I feel like you know I might have regressed a little no, I do too. I was I was actually thinking about this exact thing earlier on today. The fact that I don't think it would be fair to say that we had a second year at uni and then suddenly 
we're at the pointy end of our course, and it's like in ten months' time, I'm finding a graduate job, and I have to go on to do a master's. I was actually thinking about doing postgrad straight after, but I'm like, I don't know. Honestly. Well, that's what I'm. That's my whole existential crisis that I don't know. But... I, I don't. I. I don't think I really know. Like, I don't feel as if I've been equipped with anything. And people are like, that's just because that... you did an arts degree, Lucy. No, I think... Well, I'm in a every... one, Yeah, and you're in a commerce feel... one. I think this second year was a bit of a... Like, you know, like we got... You know, it's like when you're a kid, you learn how to crawl, potty, read. And I think we missed out on the crawling stage. Like, it a feels... milestone was yeah. missed. yeah. When I think about 2020, like, I'm, I think it was because we spent so much time at home. home. And this isn't missed out as in we missed out time. on fun things. No, it's no, educational, no. we're saying. Yeah. Our sense of time has just kind of, like, I still feel as if I've just come home from France and that 2020 hasn't existed. Like, yep. it, I don't know how it's to. It's a fog and it's a very. It's a huge fog. Uh, and uh, you know, as someone who prides themselves on being very like, you know, I'm got a good work ethic. My ADHD will not hold me back. I feel like is this the ADHD or did I really miss? No, you like, missed a lot. There's like you a there's like a puzzle piece in the brain and it did not fit. Yeah. Like, I'm not playing with a full deck of um uh cards, and I can't imagine other students who didn't even get to go to uni, they miss yeah. out on everything. But to think we're in our final year, I really. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't. What comes after this? Because for us, it's like from what? When we were five? Yep. To now? So 2021? Yep. School is all that we've learned. Uh, yeah. No. It's part of our life, and in other and countries it's not, but in. Yeah. Yeah, it's where you find your friends. You know, it's it's you. You're there six hours a day, every day, except for weekends. And with uni, it's a little different. But I feel like yeah, there was, and maybe that's our own fault. You know, people might respond to this and say, "Well, you didn't try enough. You didn't work hard enough." Well, then I guess, <laughs> then we deserve it. Like, <laughs> if we didn't try hard enough, then mm. I'm guilty. But I think we tried, and I we think tried. there's. A certain point where you try and then you're not getting anything and it's just a mental uh, block and drain and having to underload is an example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Having to do that is an indicator that you did not not try. Like, you gave it a go. Mm. And how can you say we didn't try and then tell us to take a leave of absence? (laughs) (laughs) Which brings you less money, silly. They should have encouraged us to... Yeah, exactly. To, to keep studying. And, yeah, I just think... I wonder what kind of trajectory graduate I... students will take just because... The world of work as yeah, a graduate. Yeah. Going into office. The opportunities aren't, aren't really there at the moment. You know, there aren't a whole, people, a whole heap of people hiring. Um, It'll be complicated. It'll be complicated. So I think it'll force a lot of people to be like, oh, you know, I was planning on finding a job and then commencing my postgrad, but, you know, that could bring that forward and everyone just goes straight from undergrad to postgrad, which is what I'm thinking about now. That's what what I have to do. People are like, why are you doing an undergrad, uh, postgrad with arts? It's 
like because I'm doing an arts degree. And while arts degrees are wonderful, I'm not bagging arts degrees, I'm doing one, you can't, you can't, for me personally, I won't be able to do what I want to do yeah, if sure. I just have an arts degree. Like yeah. my parents both have arts degrees, but the way they became teachers was by doing a postgrad, doing yeah. a dip ed. You can't, like I want to do uh, policy writing and law. I can't do that with an arts degree. And even, wait, with commerce, I think, can't you become an accountant? Like you can become an accredited accountant if you just do if a you bachelor. choose. Uh, do you um, get anything or do you have to do a course? On top of that, you do have to do your CPA accreditations right. and stuff. So it's like yeah. on top of that. But no everyone yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. be an accountant. Yeah. And I, people who are doing I, a science degree. I would degree. rather die. I would rather die. Yeah, and I don't know anyone who just got a science degree is becoming a doctor now. You have to do no, you know, yeah, um, biomed or, mm. or um, whatever. But, yeah, I just wonder. The future is very scary um, after COVID because we're all in a sort of days of like, we're out of lockdown, but now having this conversation, I think, what? It hasn't, that fog hasn't come up yet. It's no. it's there. It hasn't. And people are like, oh, stop saying it's dissipated. a fog. Like, it's not a collective thing. Like, it is a bit of a, like, it is trauma fog. And I'm not trying to say that it's, like, coming out of the war or anything no, of no, the no. sort. It's not at all. I'm not comparing. It's its own unique thing that we don't really have anything to compare, compare it, to, it to, which is why. It's like... I've, and I don't even know how to feel because when people are like, oh, how do you feel about COVID? I have no idea because I hate to sound like a wanker, but I feel numb. Yeah. I'm very much like I'm just out of lockdown, but I feel like after maybe maybe towards the end of the year, we're going to sort of realise that things are very, very strange and education will not does not look the same, mm. which is kind of sad but also good because change needs to happen. But it kind of makes me a bit scared of going back into a lockdown and having to do Absolutely. online uni again. I don't think I can do it again. I can't. No, no, no. It's... I can't. Especially this year. I feel so sorry for final year mm. students who had to do their final year in lockdown. I'm, I'm really s- sorry for them because I don't – I think it would have been a disaster. I think I would have had a breakdown. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And I'm pretty resilient, but I think it would have been a breakdown. Or if we'd been overseas in our final year. Well, we wouldn't have gotten any credit for the subjects. No, exactly. Did you get any credit? No. Did you? No. I. So, fun fact, we had to leave early, as we said earlier. And I got my email of results from my French university. And it was all fail, fail, fail. Because they thought I was there but didn't show up. They were never told I left, even though I told them and I unenrolled. Story of our lives at that uni. Like turning up and it's like, who are you? It's like, I, I'm, I'm here on exchange. What do you mean you don't know who I am? <laughs> no, we haven't received any <laughs> communicate. Like, and I thought you I were I spent six months preparing this. Like, I've got all my papers. Like, oh my god! <laughs> all the work. Um, and you did so many tests, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I had to prove my French proficiency. Like, come on. Come on. Come on. Really? What proficiency? <laughs> Do you have one in Spanish? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm fluent in Spanish. I'm not fluent in um, French at all. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, but to lighten things up, to end this on a, on a funny, positive note, Do you have a funny online uni story, like an awkward moment that can make us, make us laugh? I have many. But I don't know if I can say them because they involve people and I don't um, want to make fun. I have a funny story. <laughs> cracker um, bag. <laughs> oh, cracker bag. 
Okay, I don't find I don't don't think anyone will find this funny, but for our I might. screenwriting um class, shout out to Lisa. Shout out to Lisa Smithies and our beautiful lecturer Rada. Yes, go Rada, Queen. Uh, um, we had to look at a particular screenplay. Um, it was an Australian screenplay set in the eighties, and it was. It was interesting. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what even was that? It was. Twelve pages of garbage. <laughs> having to empathize with a little girl whose fireworks. It didn't work. Stuff. And up. it was like really sort of, the push for the white suburban Australia, which makes me shiver. And I didn't even grow up then. It was presented. I wouldn't in have been allowed. Where like, this this. Thing that happened, the fact that her fireworks stuffed up, it was like this harrowing experience. Painful loss. And I'm not trying to make fun of anyone, but there were people in the class who like related. Like <laughs> like compare like what did you relate it to? Like your dog dying? Like how no, I I was like, I don't understand what the character is interpreting this to be. Like I didn't know what the holistic global universal message was supposed to be it was just like she spent some coins on some explosives and yeah. <laughs> which are illegal which so are she illegal. was breaking the law she could have been called a terrorist but she was white and australian so no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and I'm now on to our political segment <laughs> about isis no. No, kidding um yeah yeah that was that was a funny experience but it was a funny you had to be there to like know it <laughs> Let, what about a funny french one in translation, surely there was a funny story we can leave people with. A translation. Are you trying to prompt me? Like, is there a story that I... No, 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 no. Before? I'm trying to prompt myself. Uh, 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 um, oh, what's a funny story? Was there um, a word we couldn't translate? Was there a funny text? Uh, to make people laugh. I wish I did. I wish I was more entertaining than this. Yeah, I'm trying to um, think. Um, I had this uh, German teacher who, you know, is incredible um, like she, she obviously speaks german and then french and then english and it's like oh my god i wish i was trilingual like that but um it was really odd and very stereotypically german she would laugh um anytime the word war would come up so she Why? found <laughs> as i said it's very stereotypically german <laughs> like she would <laughs> We were translating this thing about, um, Yikes. uh, like it trends, you know, something after World War Two. Ah, uh, World War Two. Yeah. Right. I thought you meant just war in general. Well, okay. anytime the word war was she chuckled. said, was it a cynical chuckle? Like, huh. no, like she Do found you know? it genuinely funny. Guerre, which is the French word Guerre. for war. She would be like. Really? Which is like, that's funny. Well, for our French speakers and Germans, German speakers and just anyone, does the word war conjure yeah. any war. comedic feelings? Because it's Krieg? Like, is that the, I think that's how you say war in... No, isn't it Krieg? I think Krieg it's is war. I think it's a Krieg. Krieg? Yeah. Does that conjure any feelings that for you? Does your funny bones? Does that, make, does that, tickle, bones? that doesn't tickle my funny bones. Did that make you laugh? But she found it funny, and the class would be like, "Okay, we might hang up." <laughs> we might. That oh was God. see that was funny. Yeah. We might just end the Zoom. <laughs> the number of times the teacher would be like, "Okay, we're done," and I would just leave. 
<laughs> and my friend Amy, would say, would say she's still talking, and I'd say, well, she said we're done. So, Amy hindered the classes over. Up. <laughs> Literally, the teacher takes a breath, and it's still one hour into the class. I've left the call. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> it's true. What do I have to do? I have to be there. I mean, I wouldn't do that in a, a real class. I can imagine the teacher saying, "All right, everyone," and me just. Standing up and leaving. It's standing up and um, I used to do that in breakout rooms when I couldn't cope. I used to leave. And one of my friends who was in my class when in my French class where I would always have my camera off, she goes, "I didn't know if you were too cool for school or just not there." And I said both. Both. Oh my god, <laughs> that is funny. We don't encourage leaving Zooms early. I don't do, do that. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> We're going to get parents commenting being like, you are such bad role models. You I don't want just... my kid going to uni mail. <laughs> Is that the worst piece of advice though? <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Are you? It's the country's most prestigious uni. How could you not? How could you not? It's 32nd in the world. <laughs> and it has ties to Lyon 2 and uh, Lyon 3, even though they don't <laughs> Okay, so thank you so much, Cairo, for coming. Cairo will be a reoccurring guest. Yes, I'm so excited. It's been fun. This has been fun. We're going to talk about our exchange, I think, Mm. for the next episode Mm -hmm. because we keep alluding to things and I feel like people are like, what are they on about? Mm -hmm. Like, why, Why are you laughing about, you know, having to do a master's? in your first year um, but that's that's for the next um episode so give another round of applause to cairo trent you're gonna have to insert thank you and cheers and we'll be back another time